Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. For the last several weeks, we've been talking about crappie fishing all over the country, and we are going to run you around the country today because we're going to talk to a couple of crappie fishermen, David and Luann Beck, who are actually from Reno, Nevada, but uh, they started out crappie fishing in a lake in Oregon, and now they're in Mississippi. How did that happen? <laughs> yep, we just wanted to come out here. Um, um, we went to travel when I retired and uh, just got online and seen uh, one video with Mike Jones in it, Lake Washington. <laughs> and it was like the little interview they did from right there. He just, it just something about Mike Jones. I just wanted to meet him. And it was just like, we actually came out here, made two extra trips. Before I, finally, before I finally got a hold of him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Drove all the way from Reno to here, stopped. He wasn't here. Went to Maine, visited my wife's brother in there, came back, stopped here again. No Mike. No Mike. No Mike. <laughs> yeah. So I went, you know, this is not going here. So we had to go home and I told the wife, I go, you know, we need to go out and see that guy, man, because he's just something. I watched this video about 20 times, man. He's just something really? about him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is pretty intriguing. You know, I haven't known Mike very long either, just three weeks. But I was invited down to a media camp that Brad Wickman put together here a few weeks ago. And, yeah, there is something about Mike Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And I usually run to a place, you know, gather the material I need, and I'm right back home. Well, I did go right back home, but Mike took me to the airport over at Jackson. We had a hour or so together in the truck and boy did we talk about some deep stuff and that yep. guy struck a chord with me yep. and uh before he let me out to airport he said bill is there any way you could come back next weekend and film this big mama crappie tournament well i talked to cody lucas the host of the tv show and we managed to come back but cody had to go back home this is the third week and i'm still here yeah. <laughs> you see what he does he, yeah he uh, yeah it's all my you. it's all mike jones fault <laughs> it's all mike jones fault yeah there's something about mike he's a little magnet man he just he really is but see what we're doing today what we've done the last week or so i've made a lot of new friends you know and i consider you guys in that box too yes and uh you just meet so many people who are like-minded. We've sat around and told our stories and just had a basic good time as human beings. It doesn't take that much to have a good time when you got people around you and you all like the same things. Well, Luann, how did you meet up with this guy? i got to ask you. <laughs> high school. <laughs> high school. High school sweethearts. Yeah. Oh. but uh, He was my first love. He was your first first love? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. But you got out of high school, you went different directions. Mm -hmm. yes, well, she did. got married, I got married, had kids, you know, and we all kept in touch. When uh, we got married, had kids right there, we always fished together, her and I. Really? As families. With as our friends. families. Yeah. <laughs> Let's clarify that. Yeah. With our families. <laughs> her husband, kid. Yeah. yeah. We did all that. Yeah. All the time. And then they, she moved to Washington, and I didn't see her for a long time. Yeah. But after all the stuff you've grown up and grow out and and uh, 
um, when I got divorced right there, I always kept, I was your brother, uh-huh. Joel. And I always kept Joel, how's the way doing? Oh, she's doing pretty good. She's doing this, doing that right there, you know. Like, yep. Okay. And it seen Joel for about three, four years, ask, ask him, she's doing good, you know, that stuff right there. And then it just met to one thing or another, you know. Sure. Uh, and we finally got we finally got together, and it was worth every minute of it. It got seven years under your belts now. Yep. Seven years. Well, let's get back to the crappie fishing. Now you've got several years under your belt, and I'm not going to ask how old you guys are, but you're both got some gray in that hair, you know. So you've been around several decades. <laughs> Love your hair. Thank you. you. Got the long, thick hair. I I'd love to have some of that on top of my head. When I cut it, I'll sell you some. You sell me some. <laughs> who, who was it sold their hair for so much money? Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. You're not going to charge me that much, are you? No, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to crappie fishing. You were telling me around Reno there's not uh, not really any crappie fishing, but you are close to Lake Tahoe. What do you fish for there? We don't fish we don't, Tahoe. We don't, nope. don't fish Tahoe. Nope. Okay. See, me like I heard stories about big brown trout coming out of Tahoe. Is yep. that true? It's true. Yeah, this, well, it's a big one, Mackinac. Ah. The yeah. big fish come out of Pyramid. Pyramid Lake. Yeah. But you guys went to Oregon to catch your first crappie, or what was No, we came out here. And then we came out to, here. Right. We were traveling around out here, and then um, um, we fished here one time, and then we went to Oregon, ah. and we came back here. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were just traveling all over. Just said, well, I'm done. No job. Yeah. Got in the motorhome, bought a boat, and there we went. Living the dream. Absolutely. Well, so you landed down here on Washington Lake in Mississippi. You've come back quite a few times. Five times. Five times. Mm -hmm. What's what's the appeal? What's the big draw of Washington County, Lake Washington here? Mike Jones. Mike Jones. And everybody everybody around here. I'm fishing the trees. (laughs) I like to fish the trees. The people here are... They're very, very nice. Oh, people, yeah. great Southern hospitality, isn't yes, it? Yes, sir, yeah. It's still alive and well, particularly here in the, in this area. Yeah. But, uh, Lynn, you mis- mentioned you like to fish around the tri- cypress trees. See, I grew up in the cypress swamps, mm-hmm. really about five hours up the river from here. So this country seems very much like home to me. And southeast Missouri was part of the Old South, too. You you had the hospitality there uh, like you do right, right here. Uh, in fact, I moved three or four hours north. 40 years ago, and people uh, have always teased me about my southern accent, and I I don't see it or hear it at all anymore, and I have lost a lot of it being up there in a bunch of Yankees. I'm always telling them, you know, <laughs> I give them all grief all the time. They give it right back, of course. But down here, we're, we're sitting right here now in Baton Things Shop. Mike's actually kind of created a little media room here, give us a corner to operate out of. But we got big picture windows, picture windows, what I call them. Is that old-fashioned? What do y'all call them? The big windows. Well, it frames a picture, Frame, you know. Fisher window, yep. Fisher window. Fisher window. Yeah, but we can look right out across Lake Washington. It's cloudy today. There's pretty heavy winds, and a lot of the fishermen are staying in, so it's making my job a lot easier. I get to talk to the fishermen, do podcasts. But we can see the cypress trees from here. I absolutely love those, too, and it's so much fun. Got to use a little stealth, you know, to work around through the trees. And yep. Now, did you just take the one rod and dabble a jig, Luann, mm-hmm. or how do you fish? I use my pink Ozark rod. <laughs> yep. Good. I, I love it. And uh, do you guys have a favorite jig or something that you use in the cypress trees? Just yes, we do, but we're oh, not she, sharing it. You're not telling? 
No. Now, where did Southern hospitality go to? I'm not. I'm not being Southern. Then you're not being Southern. <laughs> now, now we get down to the brass tacks here. Who catches the most fish? Uh huh. Yep. My wife beats me too. It's oh, yeah. it's something. She pulled a real stunt on me. We've been married. It'll be 15 years in December. I hope I got that right. 14 or 15 years. She'll let you know when you get home. I know. <laughs> I may have to stay down here. But, but she loves to smallmouth fish, and she's from around the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. Yep. Grew up on the Allegheny. Well, when we met, she hadn't been home all in 20 years or so, and she kept dropping hints. You know, she wanted to go back home. I understood. But she kept bringing it up and bringing it up. And bringing it up, you know. So one Saturday morning, I'm in the office, boy, pounding the keys, got a deadline for an article, and she kind of bursts into the office, you know, and immediately starts back going back to Pittsburgh. Kind of got on my nerves just a little bit, and I was a little short with her. I spun yep. around in my office chair and said, Diane, look, you know, if you, I'm, I'm making this difficult for her. If you'll call out the Pittsburgh area, find a small mouth fishing guide, who runs a jet boat. I didn't even know if they ran jet boats out there, but I'm trying to make this hard for her. Yep. So, uh, make it a long list here. And the guy's an outdoor rider, and he'll take me for free because I'm an outdoor rider, and he's an outdoor rider, and we do that, you know. Right. I'll take you out there, and she was a diehard Steelers fan. You know, we could watch a football game. She's, right. she's like a cheerleader, bouncing all over the living room and everything. You know? <laughs> I mean, she, she was deep into the Steelers. I'm thinking, you know, this might happen the following year. She had it all arranged in two hours. We left just a few days later. Yep. It, it made the opening game of the Steelers game. All right, we fished with this man. I uh, can't remember his name, but fabulous fisherman. Everything I asked for. In Allegheny, much bigger than any rivers we have in the Ozarks, but it just looked like a bigger, scaled-up river of what we normally fish. Right. Well, she didn't tell me that she fished a lot on the Allegheny. She caught the first fish, the most fish, the biggest fish, and the very last fish. Yep. But she had caught like a four-and-a-half-pound smallmouth, and I, uh, when I get a big fish in the boat, I pass it around take everybody's photograph because I can use them as generic photographs. Well, I get home, back home, young Marine called me. I'd help him get started in the outdoor riding business. Bill, I'm so excited. I just got my first assignment with uh, Cabela's Outfitters Journal, which was one of the major magazines at the time. I said, what's the topic? Smallmouth. Have you? He asked me, he said, you got a picture I can use? I got the perfect picture. So I see him a picture of me with Diane's big smallmouth. Didn't tell her. Magazine came in. I laid it on the corner of the table so she'd come to the office. She'd sit. She did a double take. She said, well, that's my fish. That's my picture. How to get that magazine? I'm just laughing, you know. I mean, I've got her, you know. Yep. All right. About 10 minutes later, the boy that wrote the article, big old husky boy, Marine, ex-Marine, he said, Bill, I got a problem. I said, what's that? He said, Diane sent me a bill for $250 for that photograph. <laughs> <laughs> See, I said, all right, son, you're on your own, you're you know. Your own. So she got the last laugh. She don't catch the biggest fish. But, oh, my gosh. Oh, That's gosh, cool. I'm telling you. She, I could never get ahead of that, that woman. But couples fishing together, good thing or bad thing? Good, good thing. thing. Yep. And you guys obviously get along well in the boat. 
Look oh, like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, well, we live in the camper. We live in an <laughs> overhead camper for three and a half months. For three and a half months. We have to get them all. <laughs> oh, yeah. When we took off, we were like guns for seven months in a 26-foot motorhome, towing a boat all over the place. Yeah. And it was like, no, we have to get along. Yeah, you kind of have to work together, huh? Right. All right. I've been writing about this particular topic for almost 50 years. Take your wife, girlfriend, significant other. And I've come up with a few tips over the years to try and make it work for everybody. What would be your best tips to couples fishing together? Firm foundation with God. That's the basic. Well, that, that'll kind of take care of all of it. The rest of it falls right there, into yeah. place. <laughs> You've got to have that. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, uh, when Diane and I first started dating, we went on a fishing trip together. I thought, you know, you can find out about a lot of people when you're fishing, if you're yeah. fishing with them. And uh, we were fishing. We stopped at a spot. We was dabbling jigs. And I noticed she hadn't picked her line up out of the water for 15 minutes. It was kind of unusual. I thought, she's really not enjoying this. Says, Diana, is there something wrong? Well, my hook stuck. And she didn't want to tell me. <laughs> but she wasn't going to say anything. She didn't want to run the trip. I said, well, that's not a problem. My philosophy is if you're not losing hooks, you're not fishing in the right place. Right. So I broke it off, tied her on another. I, I said, don't, you know, you don't have to worry about that. That's not an issue. We're, we're going to lose lots of stuff, and I do lose lots of stuff. But will. as it turned out, uh, her first husband, she quit fishing with him because he would get upset when she lost gear or got hung up, and he had to take time from his fishing to help her out. So it is comes down to the Christian principle yes, of is. loving your brother, and in particular your wife, you know, and husband, and showing each other mutual respect. That's all it comes down to. Yep. Now, we can talk about organizing things in the boat. Who's who's the better organizer? The wife. Jen- I throw stuff in there. She goes, yeah. How gonna, where am I going to sit? Where am I going to sit? <laughs> so oh, she's yeah. shaking her head. Now we oh, can yeah. talk about patience, right? <laughs> <laughs> with your fishing partner or your life partner. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, ask him about the net. The net? Oh, the net. Yeah, tell me about the net. Well, we were out here just tooling along in the trees, and we know better. <laughs> don't fish this lake, especially when you get ready to fish the big mama. Uh-huh. Don't, don't. So we are out there tooling along, and our black lab is sitting. I have a bass tracker, and the lab is sitting on the middle deck. We're out there fishing along. We're even 10 minutes. And it's like going, she hooks this fish. And I'm not kidding. It's a toad. Oh, a big one. one. Yep. I can't get the net. The dog's oh. laying on the net. Couldn't get the dog <laughs> off the latch. Couldn't get the reader. And I'm going, I'll try to lift this fish. And I'm going, oh. Okay. And she goes, you better hurry up. You better hurry up. And I'm going, oh, my God. We're watching the fish go front of the boat, back to boat. Front of the boat, back to boat. Front of the boat, back to boat. And all of a sudden, this fish went, I'm, I swear, it went up this cypress tree, paddle up the cypress tree. like just uh-huh. going, Goodbye. And it just slid back down the side of the tree, <laughs> and the hook went to the left, back to the boat rider, and there goes the fish. See you. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. If I didn't see it with my own two eyes, I never would have believed that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that fish was just uh, doing a demonstration for you, you know. It cost me a meal. I can imagine. She didn't cook for me for a couple of days. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. I hope that never happens with me and my, my wife yeah. because, boy. Well, that happens a lot with us. Really? Oh, yeah. I lose a few. She loses a few. We never fish the tournament. We never fish before we do the tournament. Yeah. We learn the hard way because she's always getting the big one. 
Yeah. Well, no, got this the is the first year we didn't pre-fish didn't, right. it because he always, oh, we need to fish it. And this year it worked out where we couldn't because when we pulled in, there was um, where we, in our spot, there was a, a truck with a, a boat trailer. And so we had to wait for him to come in. So we didn't get to pre-fish. Oh. And this year, the first, within five minutes being out on the boat, first fish I caught was a good one. And actually, that's the one that won the couples for us. Uh-huh. I, yep. I, then that brings me around to you. I was just thinking about that in the back of mine. I saw you guys up on the stage during the Big Mama, and you won the couples competition. Yep. First place, yeah. Yeah. And you get to take a paddle home with you, right? Is that a traveling award? Does it, it change hands? It's traveling home with you, huh? Oh, yeah, oh no, 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 no. You get he to keep it. He, yeah, you get to keep it. They I, do a different That's awesome. Award. I bet this is the first one that's gone to Nevada. Yes. Yeah. The other three went to Kentucky. Yeah, Scott the other three oh, you can't have that. I know. But what did you think about the Big Mama event, the whole event overall? Oh, we love it. It's fun, and that, I that, like That's one thing to bring us back. Ah, good and point. And I like that they do charity work, too. Absolutely. They raised, wow, they had over $7,500, and we're still counting, last I heard, and that goes good to. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. But. Did you notice a lot of people gave their prize money back? Wasn't that cool? Yeah. That works. Yeah, the guy that won overall, he had a $1,000 check in his hand. I was saying, boy, if I had a $1,000 check, I'd go buy this fishing rod and that fishing reel and this, that, and the other. Oh, yeah. Big old boy. And I thought, man, lucky dude, he's going to get some new fishing equipment. I mean, I guess he already knew that he was going to win that tournament, and he thought it through. He turned around and gave the money back to the charity. Oh, did he? Yes, that he worked. did. Good thousand time. bucks, boy. That's, that's a pre- that's pretty good size gift, and it goes to uh, what's the name of the camp? Camp Looking Glass. Camp Looking Glass. Yeah, it's yeah. a camp uh, here nearby for handicapped children, and what a great event! But we had lots of media folks come in. Had uh, I think four camera crews here, and we're going to blow this thing up for next year. So you guys better seriously oh, practice. Your crappie fishing because the competition might be a little tougher next year. Well, did you see Kenny and Doug battling during the um, auction? The two guys that battle. Yeah, yeah. They, every year they. Oh, do it's that. a thing every year. Every year. Every year. Yeah. Yep. I see. They both bring a, a bunch of money with them, and <laughs> that's what it's for. Yeah. And so they just. Well, good for them. It's a it's a good cause. I want something. I bought some raffle tickets and got a real nice fishing rack to put. All those rods that I got stored in the corner, I probably got, I don't know, 50, 60 rods, you yep. know. And my wife kind of pushes me to one end of the house with those. But I got them stuck in closets and everywhere else. So I can I can display a few more of them. She's going to yep. be real happy with me. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> because you only use one at a time. But I need that one. Yeah. Very specialized, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, have you used the Powell rods yet? I have not. Oh, you need to come down to our our, our camper. I take just, a look and take a look. I will. Well, talking about your pink rod, you know, I bought two pink rods during the auction. And I turned around and gave them to Cody Lucas. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. yeah. The, Cody does a TV program. I said, now, Cody, I want to see you on TV. You using those pink rods? <laughs> he said, it don't bother me in the least as long as I catch fish. And it's I, a good rod. It's a yeah. really good rod. Yeah. It's really light. It's well, really light. Well, somebody. Uh, Told him his store, they wanted to buy them back from me. I could have probably. Was, that was Kenny. He wanted to buy him because Doug told him he could rock a pink rod. 
Is that what it was? <laughs> well, I'm thinking, man, I can make some money off of these. I, I forget Cody Lucas, but I couldn't do that to him. No, that's all right. <laughs> well, guys, it's been a joy having you you guys on the show, and uh, hope to see you here again next year. Oh, you will. We will? Yep. Oh, yeah. And Good we, deal. We, like, we stay here a month or longer. A month at a time. Yeah. Well, I might do that next year and work uh, with Mike Jones. It's just been a pleasure. And there's a little Mike Jones, you know, with Mississippi Tourism. I really hit it off with him. And we've got a half a dozen trips planned already. We're going to be bringing the podcast and the TV show back to Mississippi. So it's going to be lots of material coming out of Mississippi. They've got alligator hunts, hog hunts, turkey hunts, duck hunts, dove that. hunts, deer hunts. Snake grabbing. I may skip that one. Although I used to handle a lot of snake as a part naturalist in my younger years. Well, there's plenty out but, there. But uh, I, I, I gave that assignment to Coley Lucas. I would too. Hand grabbing catfish would be neat. Uh, oh, they got that on the list too. So we're going to have a couple years worth of programs here. Oh, yeah. Down here. Lots yeah, they got some big catfish in here. Oh, I've heard about that too. One of the guys, uh, Hamilton's, that were doing the pork rinds or the pig skins or what. Right. What they call him. Yeah, he, he's a catfishman. He told me he's got a lot of catfish out here. I'll try that at some point as well. Well, guys, once again, great to have you. And uh, wish you safe travels back to Nevada, Nevada. 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 Reno, Nevada. <laughs> I'll get it right one of these yeah. days. But I uh, want to encourage everybody out there. This has been Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. Sure, we want you to listen to us. But we also want you to take time with you and your family to discover your outdoor dreams. This has been Bill Cooper. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, The Fly Rod Journals, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast, as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.